welcome to part two of the BLVS podcast. I'm here with Carolyn and Kinshasa. And we want to start out this podcast by just talking about what a day in our life looks like as a blind and low vision professional. So Kinshasa, why don't you start us off? Oh, wow. What a day in a life looks like. Well, what I want to say is that every day is a different day. But for most part, this is how I would start my day. I believe in work-life balance. So it is important for me to get up, do some movement, do some meditation, hydrate myself very well, eat a good meal. And then I prepare for my day. Usually I'm seeing between two to three participants or learners, depending on what their goal is. And lesson planning is a very is very much part of the morning. So I'm looking at, okay, what are the goals that this, this learner has? How are we going to meet them together? What kind of concepts do I have to um, introduce and provide the strategies for? And what is going to be the way that I'm going to understand that they have grasped that? I want to look at what equipment I may need. Equipment meaning adaptive um, equipment, like maybe I may be working with a person for VRT, looking at talking adaptive equipment, or I may, if we're doing... Um, well, we're doing like money management. Maybe I need to bring a talking, I build currency reader. So things of that nature. But that's the day in the life, making sure that I'm well prepared for what the learner will need, um, looking at their objectives, looking at how I'm going to introduce those objectives, how I'm going to understand that they have, they have grasped the concepts and what they're going to demonstrate and making sure that I have the tools and resources that are a part of that lesson. So my day in life is a little bit different because I'm not an itinerant service provider. So I'm not going place to place. I have one place I stay at for the majority of my day. I teach at a school for the blind. So I'm a TVI at a school for the blind. So I have my kids in my class that I'm with all day, every day best kids in the world. I get to do all different things with them. I get to do their schedules with them. I get to do different tactile arts and crafts with them. I start every day with our affirmations. I am strong. I am smart. All of those great things. I really enjoy spending time with my kids. I'm also always talking with families. I have different meetings that that I'm a part of, different documents that I'm contributing to, um, Braille, all kinds of stuff. So there's so much that TVI does during the day. But then I'm also, I also work with some early intervention clients. So after my day at the school for the blind, then I get a little taste, a little taste of the itinerant life, where I'll drive to some of my kids houses, other kids I'll meet at the library, or I'll see them at the playground, stuff like that. And those kids are young, young, young. I work with birth to three with my early intervention kids. So, so much of my early intervention day of the life of is talking to families, parents, finding out what's our next step, what's our next goal, what's our next milestone, and really working to figure out um, how we can incorporate different skills for that kid at that age. So that's kind of what I do. And then as far as my self-care, I do go to Pilates. And I do my yoga and I also try to drink a lot of water throughout the day because I'm very active. 
So Kinshasa and I are both working as professionals in the BLVS field, but Carolyn's a little bit different, right? Because you're a student at Salas. So how does your day in a life look like, Carolyn? Yeah, so this semester, I'm actually at my final VRT semester. So I'm doing my internship right now. I'm interning at the Bureau of Blindness and Visual Services in Harrisburg. So I drive there, um, but actually we're itinerant. So we're going to people's homes. So I have four to five clients that I'm seeing each day, going to their homes, visiting with them, coming up with goals or lessons um, that we're doing together. And then um, in between clients where, I mean, I'm drinking a lot of water and like, uh, I'll stop at gas stations, you know, like for little breaks. And then um, and then I come home and I'm also doing O&M classes right now. So I have schoolwork that I'm still doing. And then at the end of the night, um, make myself a good dinner, maybe watch a movie or TV show just to rewind, like settle down. But um, it's busy, but um, it's really good. And I and I really like um going out and seeing all these different clients. Cause I can see, like I saw a two and a half, two and a half year old the other week. And I've seen like a 98 year old. So like, it's a wide range of ages that I've seen, mm-hmm. um, which I really like, cause there's different strategies. There's different like teaching moments with each of them. Um, so I've really enjoyed that. Tell me what you like about the field and what do you like about attending Salas? Yeah, I really like Salas um, because like it is online program for the most part. So it is very flexible. So if Monday, if my schedule is like packed with clients and I'm not getting home till six o'clock, I can, you know, kind of wait, like maybe do some readings on Monday night, but then Tuesdays I can get into the discussion board posts. And so like, it's very flexible and you have like weekly assignments and stuff. So you're always on pace, but like, um, it's nice that you can still go throughout your pace throughout the week. Um, the teachers are very nice. Um, all the professors, they're like super easy to reach out to and say, Hey, I'm not understanding this. Can you explain more? Or, um, and they're just very flexible with you because um, they know we're busy, they're busy, everyone's busy in this field. So like they get it and it's um, just nice to have that support. Um, I also like during the summer, they have the summer classes that we attend in person at Salas. And I've actually, I really like that because one, it's a chance to get to know the other students who are in the classes with you, like other than the, from the computer screen, like we actually get to meet in person. And like after my summer classes, I really like, you know, wasn't afraid to text them when I had a question, like it's, you all get closer Um, And like you get your hands on stuff like you get to go to the skills lab and you get to practice making grilled cheeses and you get to, you know, practice O&M skills. So like you're actually learning these skills in person, um, which I really appreciate because I'm a very hands on person. Um, So I really do like that aspect of Salas um, for sure. Yeah. To ask you a question, Carolyn, thank you for that. What about applying to the program? How was that? Yeah, that was very easy. I, um, yeah, I 
I think I wrote an essay, you know, why did I want to get into this field? But like each of the um, directors talked about each field to me because I did not know much coming into it. So they're like, this is what O&M does. This is what TVI does, VRT. Like they went through each of them with me um, because I met with them and um, they were super supportive about that. Like breaking it down, like step-by-step what the process looked like. It was really easy. Um, I heard back from them very quickly. So you felt Um, like you got a lot of support from them. They were very supportive in your decision. Yeah, yeah. And I know um, not me, but some other students, you know, started off maybe VRT and then switched to TVI. And all the professors are like, okay, let's, what can we do to make this happen? Like, it is very easy. So like, in the beginning, um, you kind of take all the same classes. And then if you want to change later, like, it's kind of easy to transition to a different role, if you feel like one fits you better um so yeah everyone was super supportive and like nice and it was like getting nice to know them before classes started too um because I met with each of them but yeah cool I wanted um so the other thing I want to ask is that you're going to get a master's in something and you're adding are you adding on a certificate because that's the cool part about Salish University that you can get a master's but you can add on these other certificates so can you talk about that yeah I actually don't think a lot of schools offer this option um so I'm getting a master's in vision rehab therapy and then I'm also doing a certificate in orientation and mobility so um throughout my time here I've been taking classes for both VRT and O&M. And I've um, been doing that throughout my whole time here, um, building up to both the master's and certificate, which is nice because like now I get to go out in the field and I get um, an even wider scope of practice, um, which I appreciate. Like I might as well do all the schoolwork now or maybe come back later for TVI or something. But like for the most part, I got to do my schoolwork now in this moment um, when I have the time and then I get to practice that. So, yeah, I, I think that's very nice of Salas to be able to accommodate both kinds of classes at the same time. Yeah. So that you, I like the way that you said, uh, you can widen your scope of practice. That is exactly what that, that's the, the real benefit of attending Salas. I do appreciate that. Um, yeah. anything else you would like to share about your experience at Salas University? yeah I really liked it I I mean I got to explore Philly a little bit um so that was great um I know when I started out when I was learning about the fields and everything someone recommended to me that I shadow um a professional um just to go out shadow see what a day is like in their shoes and then maybe help that maybe help me make that decision of, oh, VRT, I really enjoy. So do I, I like, I like O&M and like that's due to like shadowing other professionals. So I really recommend that for any student looking into um, joining um, these programs is like contacting um, current professionals to shadow and like go out with them and see what it's like. So 
what are your recommendations for like finding these professionals out in the field in your area to contact them and call them up and say, Hey, can I visit you for a day and just see what it's like in your shoes? That's an awesome question. So I'm going to answer that. The Academy, the Academy of Certification of Vision Rehabilitation Professionals is the certifying body for blindness, low vision professionals. They have a website and I recommend that if um, once you decide that, you know, this is the fit, this is where I'm going to just browse their website. If you go into their website, there is a verification of certification. And what that means, you can you can select whether you want a, a certified vision rehabilitation therapist, whether you want a certified deaf, a deaf interpreter specialist certified low vision therapist, orientation mobility instruct specialist, and a vision rehabilitation therapist. And then once you select what you the, the kind of certification you want, you can select the state or province. It goes all the way from Alaska to Yukon Territory. I'm in New York City. So let's say I want to see a CVRT, which is a certified vision rehabilitation therapist. I select that, I go to New York, click on that, and then I just view the directory. And the cool part of it, it just, it shows you all the certificates in the state of New York, they're, whether they're active, the expiration date. Now that doesn't give you a lot of information, but what you could do is now cross-reference with um, LinkedIn. So you can go to their LinkedIn. Maybe you could check out, you can check their, their LinkedIn profile. Um, it doesn't list the agencies or whether they're in private practice, but you can check out their LinkedIn profession, um, profile. And then another thing is that you can look at a vision rehabilitation agencies in the neighborhood. Just put that in the Google search. I'm going to do that right now. And, and because my computer is sitting in Brooklyn, New York, the first one that pops up is Vision Services for the Blind. So that's a way to find out who is a, who is certified and how you can shadow someone. Yeah, I know when I first started out, I was um, cold calling VA centers. Hey, you got a vision rehab therapist? Can I can I come over? And um, so I was calling them and um I didn't realize this but every state kind of has their own state agency um so like Pennsylvania's Bureau of Blindness and Low Vision Services um but like there's like Maryland and New York and like every state has one um which I didn't I didn't know but well, Kate what about you what do you recommend for TVIs yeah it's a little different for teachers of the visually impaired so I would recommend seeing if there is a school for the blind near you, because if you find a school for the blind, you're going to find a lot of TVIs. And then another option, if you're not close to a school for the blind, you can always look into an IU, which is an intermediate unit. So basically what an intermediate unit is, is they provide related service providers to schools. So like a speech therapist, a, um, occupational therapist, a teacher of the hearing impaired, things of that nature. And the IUs also have teachers with visually impaired. So if you look up 
what intermediate unit is by you. So in Pennsylvania, um, this is a Pennsylvania specific thing. You see what IU you're at, and then you can call that IU and say, hey, do you have any teachers of the visually impaired on staff that would be willing to take someone to shadow? Um, I definitely think it would probably be easier to get in uh, at a school for the blind. But like I said, there's not a school for the blind everywhere. So it's really going to be location specific, I would say. Yeah. And what I have found, like just asking around for like, not just like me getting into the field, but I think for a school project, we had to shadow an O&M specialist. But um, everyone's so nice in this field that like if you call them up and they're like, oh, actually, I'm not in this area, but I know so and so. And can I give her your contact information and like they copy you on an email so like if you ask around people are excited to get other people into the field so they're gonna ask around for you as well and like get all their connections together to like help make that work for you so I love that you said that Carolyn because that's so true like being in this field it's really like a family of like the low vision and blindness professionals like I really feel that we all are so passionate about the community that we're serving and we just want the best of the best in there to be in the profession so we're so willing to have people come and watch us for a day come and shadow us and like you just said even if you aren't near us we probably know someone that knows someone that's in your area so i completely agree i'm really glad that you said that i want to piggyback on that because what you're both saying is so true. Our field is a niche field. And because it's such a niche field, it means that there aren't enough professionals currently to meet the needs of 15 million visually impaired individuals. So this is the opportunity for you to have a flexible learning a learning program, for you to have lots of support, as Carolyn pointed out. You'll be your authentic self. We take background, we take undergrads from any any undergraduate degree. The salaries are are definitely in, allows one to be well compensated depending on the region you're you're at you're in, and you can still be a healthcare professional. And we need professionals. 